everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 199. We're so close. This one's uh, entitled A Year Without E3. So sad. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a lot of news, because in spite of... Uh, E3 not being here this year, there's still a ton to discuss tonight. Uh, my name is Steve, but I am also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. And unfortunately, Greg can't be with us tonight. Uh, some storms has uh, taken out his power. So, you know, unfortunately, one of those things we need to actually uh, have a podcast is, is power. So... Yeah. yeah, he'll try to join later on yeah. if he gets his power back. It's true. So if you know an electrician in the uh, Chicago area, send him Greg's way so that he can get his power back and be on with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in live. Uh, we love uh, seeing you guys every other week. Um, and we love talking to you guys in the Discord channel uh, or server af uh, between the episodes and everything. So if you haven't done so yet, please join that. The link is in our description down below or in the show notes for the podcast. And uh, yeah, share this with other people. Subscribe, hit the bell, do all that stuff just so that you know every time we go live, every time we post a new video, every time we post a new podcast. Um, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so big, big stuff with E3 not being here this year. Um, we're going to get into that in just a little bit and all the news because there's a ton of it tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Nintendo and several other people's responses to all the uh, the recent stuff and the racism stuff in our, in our country. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the upcoming shareholders meeting for Nintendo. We're going to be talking about um, some uh, switch sales for the, uh, for March. We're going to talk about uh, recent departure in Nintendo staff. We're going to be talking about uh, the, the account breach. We've got some updates on that. We're going to be talking about an eShop summer sale, um, new Super Mario or Super new Nintendo World uh, photos that have uh, surfaced, um, and the ambassador program. If you've been uh, following anybody on uh, on YouTube recently, you probably heard about some news uh, around the ambassador program. So we're going to chat about that tonight and also some rumors about Switch Online. We've got a ton to talk about, but before all that, Barry, what you been playing lately? <laughs> uh, well, I finished up Trials of Mana. Um, excellent, excellent remake. Uh, definitely worth your time. And then, of course, I jumped into Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered. And I was just going to do Future Connect, but I'm like, or Future Connected, but I said, you know what? It's been eight years since I played it, back in 2012 when it came out in the Wii. I'm going to go through it again because, uh, you know, it's been a while. I've been a little rusty on all the stuff. And I know some of the twists, so I can kind of, you know, see things before they happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went right through the game. I, I, I did not want to stop. Like, it hooked me again. Uh, just still doing the quests, you know, reliving. You know, I remember, like, one part I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, so far into the game. And then I get there, I'm like, wow, I got here much faster than I remember. I'm like, oh, I'm only on like chapter seven of 17. Like, oh, I'm not like I'm halfway. Uh, so there was a lot of things I forgot. Some, some areas it was like, oh, you're going here. I'm like, I don't remember ever going to a place like this. And then I got there and like suddenly these, these memories just start come flooding back to me. Like they were like somehow hidden in my subconscious. And I'm like, oh my God, like how could I forget about this? I remember doing all this. It was <laughs> so weird. Um, still excellent. Um, I, I still 
do think the battle system in 2 and Torna is better, but I still agree that both of these are 10 out of 10 games for me. Um, and I did finish it. I didn't didn't go back after finishing it to like do the extra stuff, like go back in and and continue on and grind to fight some of like the super bosses, uh, which I have done in Xeno 2 because I was so anxious just to get into Future Connected, uh, which I've been looking forward to. And I'm honestly at the very end of it. I'm literally at the portal where it's like, if you continue on where it's like, this is the, so I've done all but like one quest. I'm still, or two quests I'm still working on, uh, explored the area. And here's the kicker. This is like a, a smaller game. This is actually smaller in my opinion than Torna. Cause it's really one zone. It's the Bayana shoulder, hmm. uh, that was cut from the game, but I'm 13 hours into this. So this one zone which there is a second zone, but you don't really do much in it. But it's merely the, this one zone and all the quests and, and stuff. Um, just doing it all, exploring it, experiencing it is longer than a lot of main games that <laughs> come out. And that's to me, is incredible. Um, the story is cool. Um, it's kind of weird because some parts of it almost feel a little fan fiction-y. Um, even though I know this is done by Monolith. Um, it kind of does suck that there's only really two main characters from the main cast that are there, the rest are not part of the story. They're they're referenced. Mm. Um, you got two new characters, which at first I was like, do we really need two new characters? But I fell in love with them. Like the writing is just so well done on them, and they're so cute. Um, they, I'm really hoping that this ends in some kind of jaw dropping moment. Like, oh my god, because they hinted that this is gonna determine the future mm -hmm. of the series of the xeno series that's why it's called future connected and obviously when the first game came out um it was just the first game but now going back to this xeno x and xeno 2 and torna all exist so i'm really interested to see where they finish it mm -hmm. and uh, i do know that the developers want to continue making xenoblade games they sell well enough mm -hmm. so i'm super excited about that and i think Anybody who hasn't played this, uh, original or not, is truly missing out. And uh, in our latest playcast, uh, my co-host there hadn't played it. They're playing it uh, now and are truly in love with the game. And I'm like, thank you. Now, if only <laughs> Steve and Greg would do this, uh, we'd be in a good spot. Uh, really missing out, I'm telling you. Hey, at truly. least I've played Xenoblade games. Like Greg's, yeah. Greg's totally like abandoned Which it altogether. Which boggles yeah. my mind because he yeah. loves RPGs, yeah. and that does boggles my mind. Yeah. And it loves Nintendo too. And right. This is a Nintendo published. Are they he really needs to. He really needs to play two or Torna for that because I think I, it's the battle system that I think that turned him off the most. Uh, the the battle system in one is, it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's serviceable. It it works. But the truth is, if you put it on casual mode, uh, which I, I beat it on normal, I beat the game on, I, I was going to switch to casual. I didn't, I kept it on normal, with the exception of one of the final bosses, um, one of the phases, I just kept wiping and wiping, and I was like, all right, you know what, screw it. At this point, I'm just going to switch to casual and then switch back. Um, I think if you just do that, um, you can just enjoy the game and enjoy the story, because the story in, in the game is unbelievable. It is just a truly great story with a lot of things that you don't see coming but make sense. And, of course, it's a 10-year-old game. So it's one of those things where, like, like one of my co-hosts was like, oh, man, I played, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake, and they did all this cool stuff. And then I started Xeno, and I was like, oh, well, they have the same stuff here. 
And like, oh, I guess Nintendo copied them. And then like, wait a second, this is a 10 year old game. Yeah. Hold on. Square copied Nintendo in this. And it's like, yeah, you know, like it was like, wait, you can change the time. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, you like a 10 year old game lets you change time. Like it was that free farming. I'm like, yeah, it does. It's it's great. Like the Xeno games have always been, I feel, ahead of their time. And and especially if you like Breath of the Wild. I mean, there's open worlds to explore. It's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the same usual Dragalia and, and Mario Kart Tour and Final Fantasy XIV. Although, with due to Xenoblade, much less. And, and Animal Crossing still, uh, still logging in, but daily. It's more like at this point, it's like I'm only logging in because I have to log in. Mm. But I really want to continue Xeno. So now that I'm at the end of Xeno, I will finish it. I would I would finish it tonight, but the podcast takes precedence, so I'm I will finish it tomorrow. Um, because of that, um, we'll see where I go next. Nice. I did play also. Um, one of the things we're we're doing on on the playcast is we're doing these under a dollar challenges. Oh yeah. Um, where we find a game under a dollar and we have to play it. So last week I did a game which I believe we talked about um, on the this podcast, uh, just like in the upcoming thing called Ski Shoot or Ski Shooter. Oh the uh, yeah. The sniper. Did, ski, the sniper, ski sniper. Right? Yeah. You, you played it. I played it. I that was this game. close to buying it the other day, and I decided not to. It was like 49 cents. Yeah. Uh, and it is not that great. The <laughs> aiming is pretty terrible. But it, it, when you hit one, it is just the most horrific <laughs> thing you could think of. It's like Mortal Kombat with the x-ray and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow. Like, this is just a terrible game. Like, I, I just did it out of sheer curiosity, and I still don't know how Nintendo approved of this getting on their eShop. Yeah. This is just, there's no story. It's literally you're just picking up rifles, and you're just <laughs> shooting at skiers going down ski slopes and doing jumps. And it's like, wow. Like, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> it, is, uh, it is one of those those games that I'm, I just, looking at, I really want to know why. I really want to know what possessed right. them to make this ski sniper. Uh, I, I also went back to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Mm. Um, there was an update on that, so I did that. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, the update is pretty good, but it's it's one of those where you don't have, um, you don't really have like the say you can only heal in the save rooms and like uh, it was like all right, you know what, this is fun for a while. You can cheese some stuff but after after a while i'm like you know and i'm just done with this i played the game i enjoyed the game and uh and for me that that was good enough yeah um but uh yeah i'm trying to remember what i did another another under a dollar game was like a fishing game like a a a game where you played a fish going upstream it was like an endless runner (laughs) um it was it was like 11 cents or something or nine cents and it was a ton of fun I was like, wow, this is this game actually has depth. The depth, it's like, wow, I'm ah, playing this. Depth, because it's fish and it water. It does have depth, you die. <laughs> um, but but uh, I also did Rolling Gunner as well, <laughs> which is uh, coming out uh, physically from Physicality Games. <laughs> uh, it's a shmup made by X-Core um, members. Uh, really cool arcade shmup. Uh, it's all about the high score. You could honestly just, because it's like our you know arcade you can just like put in infinite quarters so you can beat the game but it does have a casual mode it's bullet hell Uh, if you like that kind of stuff i do recommend it so those are the main games i played but xeno is absolutely number one cool cool uh if you're watching along live make sure you do let us know what you've been playing or uh, if you're watching after the fact let us know in the comments as well um i have been playing of course rocket league um but uh 
Yeah, I've been, um, nothing really new in that. So just my, my current quest to get to diamond is the next goal and it's not going well. I feel like every time I, I progress, I was telling my wife the other day, I'd like, I need to find someone that I can play with a lot. That's like on my level or slightly better so that I can ride with them. Because if I just, I keep going after random people and it's just like three steps ahead, two steps back four steps ahead, five steps back. And it's just like up and down and it just depends on who my teammates are. Um, but one of these days might eventually get to, uh, to diamond and then hopefully to champ level. I don't think I'll ever hit grand champ, but, um, and then, um, animal crossing has been uh, a really interesting, um, experience the last several days. I, uh, about a week ago, I decided to, to do a lot of terraforming. And the next thing I know, I'm like doing a lot of work. It's, and it's not, I won't say a lot, like it's not like some of those like amazing islands that are out there. And, and honestly, Barry, it's not even close to yours, but, but I did a lot of work to hone things in exactly how I wanted them. And, and with that, like <laughs> I realized that I think the design I'm going to go after is, is just, it's an actual, like I wanted to look natural i want it to look like an island like animal crossing island so nothing way out of out of the you know out in left field or anything but but i want it to just look like it should but also i'm going after efficiency <laughs> as well so everything is like straight lines and like stuff like that and so i was clearing out trees the other day and uh and then all of a sudden i i thought you know what i'm gonna finally build that rock garden that i wanted to I decided that after I cleared out a lot of trees. Uh, so that means I have to, meant I have to, had to put a bunch more mannequins in uh, everywhere than I really thought I was going to have to before. If I would have went after that first, it would have been a lot better. But I spent a really long time placing mannequins around my island. Um, and I am waiting to do it naturally um, instead of time jumping and everything. So that's going to be, in, in general, it should be a natural six days. Except for when I woke up today and realized that um, there was one spot in the middle of a flower garden I have next to my house that I totally forgot about. And right there was a rock in the middle of it. And I'm like, dang it. So I had to get that away. So now I have to wait another. It, it's yeah, it's kind of this annoying. Is, this is why you do the little <laughs> trick to at least alleviate because that's how Nintendo works. Yeah. Well, oh, well, but uh, but the good thing is that I'm 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 probably wasting a lot less time in Animal Crossing, now, um, which allowed me to play some other games. So uh, I played I played actually some more Save Your Nuts. Um, I unlocked the rest of the 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 different game modes and different levels that we didn't unlock the other day. And um, let me tell you, it's, it's incredibly easy to do it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just had to play single player and I put it on the easiest mode and I just flew through all of them and unlocked all the modes probably within like 15, 20 minutes. Um, wow. So now I have all of them unlocked and, and we'll still definitely have to play again because they're, there's some more that are, that are pretty fun. I I'm a big fan of the soccer and the basketball one. Um, awesome. But uh, but yeah, there's some there's a couple others that are that are pretty fun. So there follow up game chat. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot more depth to that game, I think, because when you do open up all those, and I think I unlocked all the different characters, the uh, the additional animals and stuff like that too. So that was fun, and um, 
And I did get uh, Clubhouse games. So played yes. a little bit of that as well. Um, played the, How are you liking that? I like it a lot. It's, uh, it's, it doesn't, I think it's similar to, um, I'm having a similar experience to where, where like Super Mario Maker to Super Mario Maker 2 though. Like it, it doesn't have that, uh, for whatever reason, I loved and played so much of the original Clubhouse games on DS and it, maybe it just was the time in my life or, and it was on DS and my, I ended up getting my, my wife one as well. Actually, she, we may be, we were just dating at the time, um, but uh, I ended up getting her one. So we played that a lot together and everything. And and I do have my, my Switch Lite, so I, I, we may end up um, playing together. But right now, like playing single player, it, I'm just not playing it as much as I did the original one. But I did play online and it was really smooth. Like I had no problems at all. Made Match made like really quick and no lag, nothing, no issues at all with online. What games were you playing? Um, we played, um, uh, Texas Hold'em and played Mancala and I think there was another game that I played, but I can't remember. Um, I know a lot of people have been playing bowling and they say like, it's better than Wii bowling. Yeah. I've, I've heard mixed, res- mixed reviews about that actually. Cause I like some people have said that, but then you don't have as much. Like there's, there's certain aspects I think that are missing from Wii Bowling, if I remember correctly, but overall I've heard it's, it's really smooth and, and the Joy-Cons work really well, but yeah, I've only played the games. That's, that's probably a, a, a downside with it. I wish I could play the bowling and other games with my pro controller because that would just be great. And like, I get why they would do that. Um, but I also wish that I could just sit back and lounge and play instead of having to detach my uh, Joy-Con, get up out of my seat and actually, you know, do that. (laughs) Like, sometimes I just want to be lazy, Nintendo. Sometimes I just want to be lazy. And can I just, you know, hit the button like that to bowl? (laughs) But uh, but yeah, overall, it's been fun. Um, Yeah, that's that's the next thing I'm going into. Nice. Nice. I think that's where that game will shine is is multiplayer. So, um, once you do get it and everything, you, like, I'm sure we're going to have some, you know, game nights and things like that on our discord and, and stuff like that. I think that's where this game is totally going to shine is, is in the multiplayer. So, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. Um, so before we get into the, the big news, um, like the whole list of, of stuff that I had talked about earlier. Uh, Barry, how, how you doing without E3 this week? <laughs> it's surreal. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the time of year. I, I look forward to E3 more than I look forward to the holiday season. And, and maybe that's because I don't have kids right now. I'm sure when I have kids, things will probably change. But without kids, this is my Christmas. This is what I look forward to. You know, it's hard for me to sleep the weekend before and you know monday it's all exciting with the press conferences and and then monday night is like torture because i know tuesday morning i'm gonna get you know nintendo's big showcase and what are we gonna see Uh, and here it is tuesday and it just feels like another tuesday and it's just it's sad because there's there's nothing going on there's no no big announcements there's no no big excitement things you know the only the only 
thing that I saw today, which actually was a depressing thing, was was the uh, indivisible Kickstarter's uh, physical editions were sent out. I got mine. Like, yeah, good thing. Turns out, in order to get them to everybody on time, they sent us the North American case, but the European game inside, using the excuse, it's region-free, that's fine. But no, you're, that's not the game that's supposed to be in there. And collectors like myself are furious about this now. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not right. We would have rather waited to be proper. This is not the right edition. This does not match. Um, and yeah, it's, so that, that was my news today. I'm like, oh, great. What a, what a, it's <laughs> <laughs> not my E3. Right. Where's my E3, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it is weird. It's it, like, cause I normally even take off work and, and I, I set aside, you know, a few days this week to, you know, be all in with Nintendo stuff and just like, you know, normally we're, we're chatting like even more than usual throughout the week and we're like, oh, did yeah. you see this? Did you see that? What about it? What do you think about this? And, and even a couple of years ago, we started doing the, you know, the daily uh, discussions and everything. And so there's so much usually to talk about this week. And, and we still got quite a bit, but it's not the kind of stuff that I want to talk about this week, honestly. Like, it's not the, oh my gosh, did you see that next Zelda game? What'd you think about it? Did you see the, like, can you, you believe they actually revealed Metroid, blah, 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 or like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I, I want to hear about. And it's, it's crazy that we're not getting it this week. One other thing that makes it even worse is normally on a normal year, E3 is usually the third Nintendo Direct of the year. There's usually one in like January, and then one in like April, and then June. Um, and this year, we had an indie thing earlier on in the year, like an indie world, and then we had that mini Direct, and that was it. So that's all we've had in six months from Nintendo, and 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 even that mini Direct, it was you know September before or anything before that. So it was a big long stint of silence. To that, and then we're like, oh, well, at least we have E3, we have E3, we have E3, right. and everyone's looking towards June, and now June is nothing. And and uh, when that Paper Mario dropped, and I said this makes it look even worse, like they're really not going to have anything yeah. for June. Why would you drop that? Uh, it's true. We we should have had it direct this morning, or at least you know, even if it was postponed, at least an announcement. But nothing. Nintendo is silent, um, and it just shows like. I really don't know what the future of this this year yeah. holds for Nintendo. Right. I mean, we know Paper Mario. And now that Clubhouse and Xeno are out, we have the Pokemon expansion, some Smash DLC possibly, uh, if that doesn't get more delayed, and, and Paper Mario. Wow, what a great second half. And Nintendo's known for having a strong second half. Right. So, yay. <laughs> right. I guess that's one way of uh, improving your first half is just kill the second half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your first, first half normally looks pretty bleak, right? Right. And the first half, let's be honest, is is honestly more remakes than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a remake, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is a remake, and Xenoblade is a remake, although Future Connected is new, so it does have that little bit. Um, you, you got Trials of Mana, which was not Nintendo, but that's another remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, Animal Crossing, which was new, and Paper Mario, which is new, Xenoblade Future Connected, and and Clubhouse Games, which is new, but it's also like a spiritual successor to Wii Sports and the, the Clubhouse on mm-hmm. on DS. Yeah, it's a sequel. So, but it's not yeah, brand new. Sequel, and even and, and even other games that have been rumored, like uh, like like all the the different Wii Wii U games coming over, like Mario 3D World, um, yeah. things like that, are again remakes um, or ports, ports stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. 
It's weird. So, uh, Animal Crossing and Future Connected and Paper Mario are the only real new things thus far this year. And Paper Mario is not even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's next year. But let's be honest. Like, it, there's enough Animal Crossing content to last us the rest of the year. <laughs> But well, but yeah, you can't that. it can't just be a, an Animal Crossing machine this year, um, if that's all they have to rely upon. And I think that's crazy, like because we should be getting even like you said the Smash DLC news at least figuring out what Arms character is yeah. coming right, and we haven't heard a thing. So it like, made it seem like we were going to find out in E three. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, and I and I hate saying this, but but you've said this before, Barry, like it. Like, do they have anything to show off at this point? Because, like, it'd be great if, you know, hey, in light of, in, in lieu of there not being an E3, you know, uh, direct this year, um, here's here's a few of the things that we were going to show off and, and drop those. But we got Paper Mario a couple weeks ago, and that was about it. <laughs> so, like... Nintendo made a big stance about how important E3 is to them <clears throat> and how much they love going and how it's part of their their business strategy and when when e3 was canceled that was their time to say you know what e3 may be canceled and we understand that there are gamers all over the globe that are upset about this so we're still gonna go off and do a nintendo direct then and it's not like it's well we just had a nintendo direct as you know what do we have to show off they didn't they didn't have they had one mini you know and back in march it's june that's it yeah um there's there's they either don't have anything or everything they have is too early for them to show off and and it, it makes you wonder what were they going to do say e3 wasn't canceled what would they be showing they would be showing paper mario mm-hmm. they would be maybe showing off uh uh the smash arms character what else was breath of the wild 2 more footage maybe Maybe, um, maybe Bayonetta three. Maybe um, we got Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime <laughs> four. Maybe oh, that's another game that's coming. Wonderful one hundred and one. That's mm. another port. Yep, <laughs> it's, like, it's like full of them this year. Yeah, um, and it, I don't know what they would be showing. I don't know what they would be doing. I wish I did. I wish I could get inside their heads. Uh, all I know is Doug Bowser is not doing a great job. Uh, thus far, in my opinion, as head of NOA, and and I feel that they should have done something because I know their fans are interested. They know their fans want stuff. And yes, Animal Crossing is selling extremely well, extremely well. But you can't ride that forever. People will want more, especially your hardcore gamers. Mm-hmm. This is this is the time to capture, especially with competing systems on the verge of coming out. This is when you want them to say, hey. This is why you don't need a PS5 or an right. Xbox X. This is what you need. You need to stay with the Switch, and here's the great stuff that's coming that you'll be able to play. And instead, they're like, you got Paper Mario. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's July. I could play and beat Paper Mario before the other systems come out. Mm-hmm. Why should I stay with the Switch? Right, right. And at this point, too, we don't really have a – like they haven't given us a – well, I mean – they haven't given the the hardcore Paper Mario and Mario RPG fans a reason to be really, really excited about this game either. It wasn't like, hey, this is a, a callback to, you know, the original that you love, things like that. Get excited. It's more like, here's the new game. Here's some new gimmicks. 
there you go. <laughs> so it'd be it'd be great to yeah. Do they believe in this or or not? Because right now we've gotten a trailer and that 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 was about all they said to us so far. So, well, I don't mind as much because it comes out in July. Sure. So it's 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 quick. Uh, it's a quick turnaround. But if that's but all still, they've got, it'd be nice to push it a little bit more, <laughs> like to give us something. That's just it. They, that's all they have. At least that's all they appear to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the the from the last investor meeting, you looked at that infographic. I mean, the majority of the stuff that they showed off is already out mm-hmm. now at this point. Yeah. What are they going to start doing? Guess what? The new our big E three announcement is a new Animal Crossing event because that's all we can push out. It's true. Yep, and the arms character. Uh, yeah. Basement Dweller hey. in, in me, yeah, maybe, uh, said in the chat that uh, if Nintendo does anything this month, I think it'd be mid-June or later with a bigger bigger segment on Paper Mario, like we were talking about. Um, Mike <laughs> Mike is, is great. He says, in 20 years, uh, we'll all be like, when I was a kid, I'm going to say this like I'm old because I feel like I'm going to talk that in 20 years. I probably am not. But um, when I was a kid, I had an event where you went to in person and you had to sit in a line behind smelly people. All you all you kids are spoiled your virtual reality conventions. <laughs> but uh, but that does bring up what I would I would love to like, what is this? Is this going to impact this? Because we we've, we speculated about this before near the beginning of all this this uh, COVID stuff. But like, do we think this is going to have a, a larger impact on events like E three, um, Gamescom, PAX, all these different events that that have typically brought in a bunch of people? Specifically, I guess. I guess more I'm, th- I'm thinking because I think the conventions and stuff will still happen because people still want to get together in person and they want to, to be there with their fellow gamer, gamer friends and, and connect that way. But the, these press events and, and things like that, do you think this is a, this is a change in, in how they, those are done? I mean, I definitely see conventions still happening. Uh, if anything, this COVID has taught us, or at least taught me, is that people don't want to stay cooped up. People are dying to get out of the house. So to go to conventions, it's, it's part of what's considered normal. They want to do that. Plus, uh, you know, a lot of people who go to the same conventions see the same people there. They see their friends, and it's their time of year to, to, to see their friends when they can put aside everything and just play games and hang out. And, and that's one of the main draws for me for going to, to conventions too is to see some of the people who I've, I only get to talk to online and get to just hang out with them in person uh, so I'm, I'm sorely missing that this year um, as for like press events I can still see them happening but I can see I can see them are going digital um, for press events um, for case in point Sony's doing the PS5 um, reveal you know, in a couple of days, and they're doing that digitally, and they would have been doing that digitally regardless. Um, they did their their first PS5 Snorefest reveal um, digitally as well, and they did it with the PS4 Pro when that was coming out. They did that digitally as well. Um, in fact, I think it was I think it was the the PS5 the first reveal had like this this fake audience in it, and it was like really terrible. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, like come on, like it's so it bad, just terrible, <laughs> so bad. Um, but but I could also see them coming around again, like doing like the behind closed doors, and because if if they do anything online, like if they have a special reveal, let's say 
you know, brand new Mario game. They just want select press to be ready and see. If they do any type of streaming or video, it's on the internet. And once it's on the internet, it will be leaked and out there so quickly. But if they do it in some place they can control, like, you know, like Codename Steam, when that was revealed at E3, that was revealed in a closed private little area sure and and there they can control it they only the people can come in only what we want to be put out can be put out they control the narrative and nintendo very much likes to control the narrative mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're being secretive so i can see certain events like that happening certain like like they did the remember when the switch was coming out they did an event in nintendo new york where they had people come up and it was a special thing where they were showcasing the launch games and they you know, like they controlled the narrative. Mm-hmm. They had everything. And I can see them continuing to do that. Yeah. As for other companies, I mean, Microsoft has the Microsoft Theater. I can see them using that. Microsoft does other events anyways for, for PC stuff. So I can see Microsoft still doing press events. Mm-hmm. And Sony, Sony's starting to march to the beat of their own drum now. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I actually remember I, I was in the room when they they announced the, uh, the SteamWorld um, or but not Steam World. Uh, the what's the what the game you just mentioned? Not Steam World. Codeworms. Uh, Codename Steam. Codename Steam. Yeah, I forgot that I was in the room that that time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think, and that's what I'm wondering is, and I think especially with with all of the the issues around, especially around ESA last year, like leaking yeah. all that stuff and thing. Like, uh-huh. do we need E3 anymore, or maybe? can i mean of course like we've talked about we're lamenting the fact that it's not happening this week because it's such a big thing but but do companies especially the big ones i think the like small small companies do benefit from stuff like that like indie companies and and things but but i don't know if like nintendo sony's already pulled out does nintendo really benefit from being connected to e3 microsoft's been doing its own thing like you said so is there is there a huge benefit for them to do that or can they just do their own private events to invite you know them in probably spend a whole lot less money and 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 just do it that way moving forward i mean i can't say yay or nay on this and because nintendo's so unpredictable um, I mean, if you remember, Nintendo used to do Space World, and that was fantastic. And they pulled out of doing that. They stopped doing Space World. And and for all you that are listening that are younger, that was Nintendo's own convention. Nintendo had their own convention where they showcased brand new stuff. That would it was E3 level stuff too. It wasn't just here's one new thing. That's where the the GameCube was revealed, and Wind Waker was revealed, and the 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 tech demo, mm-hmm. uh, the, the first Zelda, you know, GameCube deck demo was was there, and oh man, uh, the, the Meowth party in Luigi's Mansion were showing all. Oh, such a great event, uh, and you look at E3 now, and Nintendo goes all in. I mean, their booths are not lazy. They're they're <laughs> like a Disney World. It really is. They're yeah. insane. So I think they love the party. I think they love the spectacle of it. They do the treehouse. They talk to people. Nintendo is a very social company when it gets to these type of events. So I think for them, they enjoy it. And maybe this is just me as an older you know, gamer talking, but it seems like <clears throat> when I personally get set in my routines, I don't like to change them. And I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people like their routines. And, and now you look at this year, 
and you have all these other events happening. You know, Jeff Keighley is doing an event, and IGN is doing an event, and there's other the New Game Plus Expo coming out, and you know, like we had the Wonder Direct not too long ago. Like all these things are coming out, and none of them are honestly resonating with me. They're like, oh, you know what? If I if I see, oh, so-and-so was revealed like in Facebook and go, what? And I click the, the trailer. I'm almost fine with that at this point. But E3 was something special. It was I will sit and watch through that Call of Duty trailer just to see what's coming next. You're going to talk FIFA or, or Madden. I don't care. I'll give you your five, ten minutes because I want to see hmm. what the next world premiere is going to be. And and that's that's really like it's a, it's a spectacle in itself. It is, it is more than just the games announced. It is it is like a party. It is it is a like a cultural, uh, you know, a truly cultural event for for gamers of our generation that that follow the industry, not the casuals that that just oh whatever I'll find out later on. But the ones that have followed it for years and years and years and can remember the different press conferences, like to them, it, you know, and to us, it's it's really more than just a show. Yeah. And and it, that's really where it's it's missing. Mm-hmm. That's really where where it hurts. And and I'm sure all these other events are going to be great. Whether they continue next year, um, I think that would hurt for me three. But the other aspect is E3 brings outside game journalism there, and that is important. USA Today is there, and Newsweek is there, and Time is there, and like all these other these publications that don't normally talk video games mm. are there. So they are going to be printing articles about the future of video games to readers who aren't necessarily following video games consistently Mm -hmm. and that can bring in brand new audiences and that is super important and you won't have that at ign presents whatever they're doing you know the gamers the hardcore gamers are going to be there watching or they're at least going to be reading the headlines and the the highlights but usa today isn't going to give anything Mm -hmm. they're not going to care they're going to be focusing on something else it's not the cultural event it was. Mm. Um, and, and that's what is missing. And, of course, indies. Indies strive on E3 because they're getting their game seen by millions of people. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and, I, and I wonder, yeah, will they just bounce back? Or, or will this actually make them rethink? Or, or will it... You know, maybe more of the big companies are going to just shift away, but then it will still be a thing for the the indies. Maybe it just shifts focus. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting for sure um, once we hear news for 2021. Um, yeah. Well, 2021 is a big question mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the second half of this year is still a big question mark. <laughs> right. but, as for e, but as for E3, I mean, E3 did say there's a date. There is a date for E3 2021. Yeah. They have come out and stated that it will happen. Now, they're stating it will happen now, but they also stated E3 2020 would happen (laughs) in 2019, so we saw how well that happened. But at least they're planning for it. And that, to me, gives hope. Um, I'm hoping that a year from now that all this is put behind us and – you know, you know, I, I know I don't know how it is in your areas. Like in, in our area, actually, our governor is actually lifting the stay at home order tomorrow. Tomorrow, people are able to just go and, and do. Hmm. Um, I don't advise it. I think you should still be a little smart about it. But 
it's one of those things where will we still be in a similar scenario next year where, hey, guess what? You could go to conventions, but you could all, you're, you're, it's a good chance you're going to catch COVID there. Right. <laughs> you know, is it worth it? Oh, well, you know, is, is COVID now going to be just part of our daily lives? Hmm. We don't know. Right. You know, and a lot can happen in a year. Yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen in a, a day. Right. Yeah. For us, it's like restaurants have been open, I think, for the last week or so. They're like limited capacity and things like that. Um, but we've still not gone into a restaurant. Like I went to drive throughs and did take out and things, but, uh, but I've still not gone into a restaurant. Um, I, and I think I'm not necessarily scared, but at the same time, I'm like, is that a wise decision? And I think people yeah. are probably going to apply that the same thing to big events like that. Like I know even big amusement parks are thinking about, you know, reopening. And, and I think, I think some of them have, and I'm like, that's cool, but is that a smart decision to go to those things or not? Like, it's so hard to, to know and people think it's going to spike up again. And, and even with all the stuff that's been going on in the news and everything, that might cause more spikes. And yep. yeah, it's it's so hard to, to know. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like, you know, my wife and I are like, you know, let's, let's wait two weeks or so, see how things are going. Yeah. Because, you know, we only get one life. We only get one life. Mm -hmm. and, and is it worth going out to eat and risking it. <laughs> right. And and that's really the sad yeah. thing. And of course places are being clean and and sanitary and following guidelines and that's great and all. But you know, still having to go out with, you know, the masks and mm -hmm. you know, you like like just yesterday I was talking with our neighbors and and we didn't have masks, but we were just, you know, that we we assume each other is healthy. We were 6 feet apart. But then when leaving my my neighbor just reached out and was just like, you know, nice talking with you. Thanks for everything uh, and reached out his hand. And instinctively, I just reached out my hand and we shook. Mm -hmm. And then, like immediately after, I was like, "Was that the smartest idea?" So I did—I purposely didn't touch anything with that hand. Yeah. And I went upstairs once I came in, right to the bathroom, and I washed my hands. I'm like, I feel so dirty for just shaking <laughs> my neighbor's hand, yeah. like in, in a polite gesture that our whole lives right. we're conditioned to do that as, "Hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing when you want to be friendly." Right. And, and how long before that goes away? And for some people, it's probably gone. But you know. How hey do you want to go to to a game convention? You get to play the latest games. You're gonna a have to wait behind people in line. You might be less than six feet apart. Then when you get to the controller, you're gonna be playing with a controller that other people have played because you know even if they wipe it down in between, it's not gonna be wiped down very cleanly and and quickly. It's gonna be very quick. And, and you're going to be so close to the person telling you how to play the game, and you're going to really be able to enjoy it. Yep. And and you know, and it's like, oh wow, right. is it really worth playing the game a little early? I don't yeah. know. Uh -huh. Well, and conventions and and events like that are already known for having their own viruses that go around oh, anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just it. The con crud plus Corona. Yeah. It'll be the CCC. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go to the chat. Um, Basement Toilish says he's never been to any conventions, but uh, let alone E3, but it sounds a lot better and memorable of an experience than just watching the presentations at home. Uh, as someone that's been to both, to been to E3 and just watched it at home, uh, I, I agree. Like being there is an experience that is, is worth having, but I don't know if it's for everyone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. And, and, and you're working and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to have fun at some of those events. I think if you just go as a, as a spectator, as a gamer um, to something like PAX, you're going to have a blast. It's going to be amazing. But uh, from someone that's like working the conventions and working the events and stuff, 
it's a lot of sweaty people. It's a lot of smelly people and it's, it's a lot of work and it's, you're on your feet a lot and you get to play games, but it's like five minutes here and there. And it's, it's a spectacle. It's, it's a cool experience, but at the same time, it's not for everybody. Um, Let's see. Dave says that he remembers uh, someone staying at saying that game cloud scream, streaming claim that's screaming would be an entirely different thing. Uh, game cloud streaming would be perfect for at home E3 demos. The demos would not be able to be data mined if they're streaming, uh, which could be could be true as well. I know that's something that people could be worried about, but that that could be interesting. Um, Nintendo's going to need to come out with their own cloud service before um, that actually works on their servers. Uh, but <laughs> that's an entirely different thing. Um, but uh, I wouldn't yeah. want to trust that. <laughs> Uh, Basement Dweller also says that indies being a part of E3 is really important. E3 brings the entire gaming industry together for one event, uh, the big three and more. It's the perfect get together for all gaming. Like you said, like it's it's that one that's that big holiday season, if you will, um, for for gamers. And and yeah, I think it's 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 sad that it's not happening this year. But uh, but yeah, who knows? Maybe it's just uh, that one one time event that you know, just one year we had to do it because of sickness. Just because, just like the the one year that we didn't have the Olympics. Oh wait, that's also this year. Um, but <laughs> but you know, it's postponed because of war. Okay, that's an important important thing to reason to postpone the Olympics. But it came back. Um, and you know, we just move on. And so maybe, maybe E3 and, and things like that will just be like that. It just be that blip that we get to look back and go, remember 2020? That was quite the year. I don't think year. anyone wants to remember <laughs> 2020 and it's only half over. That's true. Um, speaking of that, we, we do want to, um, I, I want to hit this quickly, uh, only because it is, it is pretty sad news. Um, and if you, it, it's not really connected to, to gaming at all. Um, but as we go through the, the giant list of, of news stuff, um, earlier here at the top of this, uh, this list, I do want to mention the, um, George Floyd's death, um, recently that's really sparked a lot of the uh, racism stuff in our in, in the United States and really around the world. It's it's been uh, just at a really really high level. Stuff that's existed for a really long time, potentially forever, but we our awareness has just been really really heightened from all the uh, all these acts recently in the news. And um, from that, a lot of companies have made statements, and Nintendo was one of those companies that that made a statement. Um, and they they made it on their on their Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, Nintendo of America said that Nintendo shares the pain felt in the United States after the tragic death of George Floyd. And we stand together with the black community and all those who recognize our shared humanity and fundamental belief in, in uh, equity and justice. Um, is that supposed to say equity or should it say equality? Quality. I think it's supposed to say quality. Yeah, uh, we reject bias, exclusion, oppression, and the violence that leads to these completely unnecessary deaths. We are committed to fostering, I guess maybe it is equity. I don't know. Uh, inclusion and diver diversity in all aspects of our business and the work that we do. And I know uh, a lot of other um, gaming companies have made statements as well. Um, 
Uh, you even see uh, Xbox responded um, just with hearts and their and their response to um, Nintendo of America. I know Square, I think, has made statements. There are a lot of different companies that have made statements like this. Um, so, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to discuss. Um, I think we at Nintendo Fuse that like we do, we try to stray away from political discussions and things like that, but. But I think we can say that we we also disagree with with all the stuff that's been going on around racism. I guess shouldn't be happening. Um, people are equal and they should be treated equal. And um, I'd just say I think um, that if you are looking for a place to um, not be judged by the color of your skin or anything else, um, check out the Nintendo Fuse Discord. Um, we have a great community. I, I we. Barry and I, uh, I'll speak for Greg as well. We love our community. Um, and I think it's one of the, the cool things about our community is that we, we don't, we don't judge anybody, um, based on anything. Um, you may, you may disagree with, uh, Barry's, um, love of Xenoblade, but you know, he, he may have a fun discussion with you and everything, but, but it doesn't mean he thinks of you less. And, um, and I think that's this, this, the same thing would go for, for a lot deeper stuff as well. So, um, Barry, you got anything to, to add to that before we move on? Uh, I mean, I echo exactly everything you said. Um, it's one of those things where a lot of companies have really stepped up. Uh, Niantic has posted, Square has posted, Sony's posted, Nintendo, like, so a limited run. Like, so many have come out and did donations and all that stuff. And, and it's great to see, you know, it's, we we are one one race of humans and we really need to work together we need to stick together we we all bleed the same we are all sharing this giant blue ball of water that's floating through space uh we just need to be friendly with one another be peaceful with one another you know that doesn't mean you're always going to get along with people you know we're going to have disagreements all the time like like greg and steve who <laughs> refuse to play xenoblade because they 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 suck <laughs> uh, you know, so that things like that are going to happen. You're going to find, you're going to find ignorant people like them in your journey. <laughs> and what you could do is just, just, you know, acknowledge that they're, they're missing out and, and, you know, go ahead and, and, and move on. And, uh, yeah, just, just be nice to one another. And you know what, this is an important fact. Listen, mm. listen, so many people uh are are not doing that they they have their opinion they're set in their ways <clears throat> they feel they're right and and the truth is listen to each other yeah. because sometimes you can learn something yeah and and you know like like steve could learn that xenoblade is the most amazing series <laughs> that nintendo has outside of zelda and he's totally missing out and maybe one day he'll hear me and <laughs> and he'll actually you know do something about it um but yeah, just listen to one another, be be mindful of one another, be respectful of one another. And it's okay to disagree on things. It's okay to see things differently. Mm -hmm. Just be respectful and don't hate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the big things that I'm I'm continuing to learn more and more and more is uh, perspective is is amazing. I like the the more we can listen to different different people with different perspectives. Um, it just broadens our horizons and, and it's really great. And, and I mean, in terms of gaming, like I've found out about so many games that, that I would have never considered before just because I listened to someone else who loves it. Um, and, and that can be take like 
clearly that's a not as important thing. Like we all agree, like we've been talking about the last several episodes, like there are more important things that are going on in our world than video games right now. Um, however, I think we can, we can apply that um, to, to a, a lot, a bigger um, thing as well. And and would say, you know, when we listen to each other, we can gain perspective on the world um, and, and it only makes us better. Um, unfortunately, on top of the COVID stuff, now now all these these other uh, things that are happening in, our, in the news and everything are only adding to um, some other things being postponed or canceled and, and all that stuff too. So it is actually, it's having an effect on, on the gaming industry as well. Um, so yeah, there's, like I said, and like we've said, Maybe maybe we just need to listen, and maybe it's our, our time to, to to shut up and move on to other news. Um, but uh, but but yeah, we just wanted to at least acknowledge that, um, especially because Nintendo acknowledged it, and several other gaming uh, companies did as well. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, and Nintendo's 80th general meeting of shareholders is going to be happening on June 26th. So be right after our next podcast and uh, my Nintendo news reports on it um, reported on it just the other day and essentially um, there's going to be a lot of different uh, things that are going to be taking place um, different measures that are going to be implemented because of uh, COVID and and everything else Um, it's going to be much shorter and it seems like when I was looking over the agenda and stuff like that, I don't know if we're actually going to get any sort of news on new games or consoles or different things like that that sometimes do pop up from events like this. Um, it seems like their their agenda is to discuss the the business report, the financial statements, all those sort of things, and then to go over um, financial statements Um of the last year, and then they're going to discuss some different proposals around distribution of surplus and their finances, uh, elect five new directors, and uh, election of four directors who are uh, audit and supervisory committee members. And uh, that that's about it. So I don't know if there's a whole lot to say um, about this, Barry, but, uh, but yeah, it seems, you know, this is yet another thing that sometimes we get some news news from. Uh, but it's probably not going to happen this year. No, um, and this is this is really just more of a a structural meeting. This is not a uh, a gaming related one, mm-hmm. you know. And the internal workings of the company is interesting, but I don't think they're going to be like so. So and so is going to be appointed to this position, and so and so is being appointed to this position, and Mother Three is going to be released in the United States, and so and so is going to be appointed to this position. It's not going to be like that, so <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, so one of the things they may be discussing, or probably will be at least, um, I don't know if we'll get specific numbers, is uh, the information on how many switches they've been selling. Uh, so Nintendo Everything reports that there, I guess, um, are some some news. Uh, this is not official news yet, but um, uh, reportedly Nintendo sold 4.2 million consoles worldwide in March. So... Um, that that brings the the total to fifty five point seven seven million so far, if that is accurate. Um, but uh, that's that's a lot of switches, and we're still we're still 
selling out and there's not a switch in sight anywhere except for maybe a switch light every once in a while. Um, but uh, 4.2 million, is that the rest of the switches in the world? <laughs> like, are they all gone now? <laughs> well, they're supposedly still making yeah. you know the best of their ability and and who knows maybe with this uh, you know everything going on, it will be more uh, you know pick up the pace kind of deal because I know they they haven't been able to manufacture them at regular intervals or you know the regular rate because of social distancing the workers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's going to impact sales. I mean, whatever Nintendo sells at the end of this year, there's going to need to be an asterisk and be like, you know, affected by COVID. Mm -hmm. It would be, you possibly be more. Yeah, that's true. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. It's total speculation because we have no idea, but I wonder, because I know some people that have actually went after one because of COVID that they actually yeah. went and, and bought one that they were, they were kind of on the fence before, but because they're stuck inside, they decided, Oh yes, I definitely want to get a switch because you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to need something to take up my time. Um, so it could be affected on both ways. And, and we have no idea, no idea how, how it really is affected. Um, the only thing we do know is that uh, they're still selling out like crazy. Um, so uh, moving on, another uh, news story is that Kirk Scott, uh, who has been the uh, kind of face of the Indies uh, section of Nintendo, um, Nintendo uh, Everything reports that uh, on his tweet um, from last week, I believe, that, uh, that he's going to be leaving Nintendo. So Damon Baker uh, left Nintendo at the end of 2018, and Kirk Scott took over, um, kind of headed up the, the Indies effort. Uh, he, he went to social media on, on his Twitter, I think it was, or Facebook, one or the other, and uh, I think it was Twitter. And, and he said the, the following, I am no longer working at Nintendo. The past five years have brought incredible joy from working with all of the amazing Indies, and that work will continue. Since February of this year, the events we have all experienced have crystallized my thinking, I'm tired opening doors for minorities, being inclusive and enabling success for everyone in the indie space will be a priority for me. It brings me joy. I can't wait to continue this work with all of you. We have, we all have an opportunity to make things better for others and educate while making great games. Stay tuned. So it seems like he's really, um, he, it doesn't seem like there's any hard feelings. He just really wants to be passionate about that area of the gaming industry. And um, and I, I see more power to you. I mean, it seems like he's really found his niche that he really wants to pour into. Um, and it'd be weird not seeing him because it's been, he's been like that face of the, the indies and stuff for the last uh, couple of years. But um, I'm sure they'll find someone else um but it's, it's really cool to hear that that he's becoming really passionate about um about that that area of gaming and is going to pour into it even more moving forward yeah uh i'm sad to see anyone go i liked him i liked the you know his presentations <clears throat> i know he's done a lot of work good work with indie studios and i i'm happy to hear that's going to continue because and the reality is it's you know, it's great that he's working for Nintendo, but the work he's done is so important to indies, and it's great that he's he's not leaving the industry. Right. And I'm sure the indies he's going to be working with, 
because of his relations with Nintendo, I'm sure a lot of them will find their way on the Switch or whatever next Nintendo hardware. Um, and, you know, maybe he he wants to spread his wings a little bit. Maybe he wants to work with some stuff that's exclusive to Steam or to Microsoft or to Sony. And that's cool. You know, let him build up his relations because, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, you know, I, I did some, some time reading through his Twitter and I thought he was a really, you know, really cool down-to-earth guy. And I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, as Dave says that both, uh, now Kirk Scott and Katie Casper, um, they did the, the Nindy directs and all of the Nindy videos and stuff. And so both of them being gone, it kind of be weird. Um, but we'll see new faces. And, and, uh, and I think one of the cool things is that, that, and, and you said this earlier about E3 is that the Nintendo really loves being personal personable and and making that connection and i think that's one of the hard things with nintendo is when people like this leave it's like i never knew kirk i never had a conversation with him but i felt like in a way i kind of knew him a little bit because they they really strive to make that connection through through stuff like that and it is sad to see see people go they're like oh man i really liked him and i really liked what he was doing for nintendo and 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 the indies stuff and everything but but yeah I'm, i'm sure they'll find some more great people and uh and we wish Kirk the best and and all his efforts because he's we love like if you've listened to us and heard us talk at, at even just one episode you know that that we love indie developers around here and uh, and so for another person to be uh, an even stronger voice in that area that's awesome absolutely so, uh, let's move on to um, unfortunate uh, news. Um, of, of all places, comicbook.com <laughs> is reporting that Nintendo's account breach that, uh, that we reported on a, a few uh, episodes ago, maybe our last episode, I think it was, or two episodes ago, um, that was originally about 160,000 accounts that were breached. Actually, that number is now being reported uh, closer to 300,000. So almost double what the original uh, report was. And that, that has to do with the the Nintendo ID, the Nintendo Network ID um, that uh, was, was uh, breached and everything. Um, so the big thing is remember to put on your two-factor uh, verification for all your Nintendo account. Make sure you go in there. Make sure you you know, make sure that people aren't, um, haven't accessed your account and all that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, th- uh, almost, almost double what we originally thought about that. Uh, Barry, what do you, what are you going to say about uh, this? It seems like, uh, I, I mean, it's bad news. Yeah. It's, it's the best way to put it. And it sucks. And I feel for everybody that had their account breached. Um, I hope that the people are caught, but there won't be, um, and I hope this sends a message to Nintendo to beef up their security uh, and maybe stop being so archaic in some of the way they <laughs> do, ways they do things when it comes to accounts. You know, we don't want to buy Mario Three for the fourth time. We just want one unified account. Right. Yeah. So I heard. Uh, I, I was watching. Um, I think it, it might have been our GTA eighty five, or um, someone was talking about it earlier today when I was watching his video. And he was he was saying that a lot of people have been buying uh, V bucks for Fortnite. Is is actually how they're gonna how they've been using these uh, the account breaches and everything, which is you know of all things to uh, to go after. Um, you know, you have access to someone's account, you buy a bunch of V bucks on on Fortnite instead. So just, just weird. Fortnite is life. Come on. <laughs> it's true. 
uh, for some people. It is. I stop playing because I'm not that good. Uh, all right. So um, let's move on. Another uh, news story uh, on the positive side. Uh, GameStop or GameSpot, not, not to be confused with GameStop, GameSpot is reporting uh, on Nintendo has their, their blowout sale um, on the eShop this year and they just kicked that off it's going to run until june 17th um and and that's cool because like that usually coincides with e3 um but they still are doing that this year in spite of of e3 uh, not happening and uh yeah they have up to 50 percent off some of the best games on the switch so games like super mario party uh, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces are all down to $42. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is also down to $42. Um, and even games like The Witcher 3, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Dragon Quest 11S, um, a lot of those games, they're, they're all marked down quite a bit. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a giant list of games. The big thing is if you are into digital copies of games, um, make sure you do check out the eShop because there's a lot of games that, that are on sale right now. Um, games that maybe you've been, you've been on the fence about for a while, uh, but, but now it's on sale. So you're going to, you're going to go after it. So um, yeah. Barry, any, any thoughts around that? I know you're, you're not a digital <clears throat> fan, so, but no, I'm not a digital sales fan. Sales like this there's some, get you there's some games worth playing. It doesn't get me excited, but I know it gets other people excited. I see some fantastic games on that list like ai the somnium chronicle is, is there uh diablo 3 is there dragon ball z universe 2 you know Lady's mystery journey on top of the you know the nintendo titles um some great titles and if you're a digital gamer look if you could save some money and play these great games save some money and play these great games mm -hmm. uh the nice thing is you know i i'm not against digital i'm against digital only <laughs> if it's digital and physical i'm fine with that play the way you want to play so if this is how you want to play by all means save money play these great games because it's more important that you have fun yep yep for sure and there's a lot of games on there uh mike said that he just bought uh nino kuni today and uh, i was just looking at the list and that is normally 50 dollars in the united states uh, $20. So $30 off. Wow. Um, in Canada, that's probably like knocked it from 300 down to 200. Um, but, <laughs> um, Mike, Mike knows we make fun, uh, have good fun about, uh, the Canadian prices up there. Um, Dave says he's interested in Cuphead, uh, $5 off right now. I highly recommend Cuphead. However, just realize that it's a difficult game. Um, yeah. Still waiting for that physical to come out. <laughs> Is, has it been confirmed? Yeah. Okay. And you're just they're you're waiting just for like waiting. the last DLC or something. Okay. Okay. That's hopefully hopefully you get it soon. I don't know. Like when when's the do we have news about the last DLC? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I'm sure COVID isn't helping. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> I haven't even made it through like level three on the game, so like DLC is not really gonna be affecting me right now. <laughs> it's amazing that Cuphead's one of those games that like looks so much easier than it actually is when you see people pl do playthroughs i'm like oh that'd be a breeze and then you get into it you're like oh no <laughs> like, it's so misleading um dave also says they think kirby star allies need to be lower um 
lower lower price i'm guessing um that and, and basement dwellers is yes canadian prices are fun <laughs> <laughs> uh so nice 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 um let's let's move on to something else kind of fun so so barry you know that uh that i think it was last episode that we found some photos um of the uh construction of super nintendo world in japan yes. and that was pretty exciting for us and uh and we put out a call i, I remember putting out this call said hey we need to we need to get some aerial photos of this, and yes. lo and behold, uh, someone posted on their Instagram, and I I contacted them and they gave me access, and they said yeah feel free share it and everything. So we reposted it, I put it on our blog, and uh, about twelve hours later they say hey um, Universal Studios contacted me. Uh, we need you to take those down or they asked me to take them down. So I need you to take them down as well. I'm like, Oh man, I was like, so they're really cool photos to see it from a helicopter. Actually, I think is what, where he took those from. Um, but uh, what we haven't seen yet is some images here. Um, I'm going to show off uh, on Twitter and this is from at LCA studios underscore USJ. And these are some uh, some photos from the ground. Uh, so it's pretty cool to, to see uh, these photos um, from the ground. And and what you see in them uh, are are fake rolling hills uh, that lead up to Super Nintendo World. But it is I don't know, Barry, it, I am so I, like I want to be there right now. Um, just looking at, at these photos, it's so cool to, to see how this could actually look in real life, or like how this actually does look in real life. I mean, see Bowser's castle, just the detail on it and, and how it all comes together and just those pipes, like, I can't help but just look at this and go like this, this is like a Mario game brought to life. Like I want to be there right now. Like, take me there. Like, open it up. Make COVID go away. Like, I want to go to Universal Studios Japan right now and be in Super Nintendo World. Barry, when we can buy, buy our tickets. Let's go now. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> just like, even though it's just a facade kind of deal, it's just, it's part of that atmosphere. And it's really cool. And I I absolutely want to, uh, want to experience it. So it just, it makes me more antsy for what they do in Florida. I can't wait to see that mm -hmm. because that's honestly probably the one I'll be going to. Yeah, for it's sure. The Florida one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh man. Uh, lastly, uh, I want to hit news. It's it's rumors, um, but uh, you know, every time Nintendo decides to to re up some some patents and and trademarks and things like that, uh, you know, the, the internet goes crazy. And so I guess uh, one of the recent ones they, they re-upped was uh, the GBA, um, trademark and patent or whatever. And um, and so people are, are thinking, is this, this must be that Game Boy Advance games are coming to Switch Online, of course. So um, we have no idea. That's a rumor. That's about all we know right now. Um, it's it's only rooted in in the the news of them re-upping their their trademark and things. But uh, but Barry, do you think this has any validity? Would you like to see it happen? What do you think about this? I mean, would I like to see it happen? Sure. Um, do I think it's going to happen? <sighs> 
you know, Nintendo is known for pulling things out of left field and uh, surprising us. Uh, it's it's certainly possible. I mean, I remember when the ambassadors came out, and were like, oh look, here's some GBA games. They'll be available later on, and they're like, oh yeah, we can't put GBA games in the 3DS, and it's like, um, hello, yeah. you just did it with the ambassadors. So it'd be nice to revisit. There's some great GBA games that have never never got brought over, uh, and some that you know only went to like the Wii U eShop, which. Let's be frank, not a lot of people played. Right. Uh, if GBA games go, one of the ones I would really like to see is uh, Mario 3. Um, because they did bring it to the Wii U, but, but they also brought all the e-reader card levels. And a lot of them didn't get released in the United States. So that was the first time to play those levels. I did not get it on the Wii U. Um, and I would love to go through and play those levels. Uh, and if it's part of Nintendo Switch Online, then it's free. Then I'm like, all right, or you know, included. I might as well give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'd be nice to give some of those games some love. There's some some classic, great uh, GBA games. Uh, the Golden Sun series of Fire Emblem games. Spirit, uh, Minish Cap. Uh, just some fantastic uh, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission. Um, Bring those over. I think I think a lot of people will enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, I think so for sure. And it'd be cool. I mean, it's it's you know it's kind of a handheld game, but it'd be cool to play those on your on your TV as well. Um, but yeah, there's there's some there's a great library there, and and Game Boy Advance was was loved by so many people. So it'd be cool. But but who knows? They probably get like five games in 2020, and maybe three in in 2021. So I don't know if we did get even get much of the library out there anyhow. Um, Dave, Dave says in the, the chat that, uh, they renew the trademark for F zero and eternal darkness, like every year, um, mostly because of the references <laughs> and spirits in smash brothers ultimate. So, um, so yeah, like the, uh, just to reiterate, we have no idea. It's probably not going to lead to anything, but I just thought it'd be interesting to like, Hey, what, what if, what if the, the game boy advance were to, to come, would that be, is that the next logical one to to pull in to Nintendo what about, Switch I, Online. I thought maybe the Game Boy would, but um, you know, there's always the rumors of a Game Boy Classic, which actually kind of reminds me. Just throwing a little extra tangent, did you see Sega's big announcement with their <laughs> their Game Gear Micro? Uh, I mean, um, in all seriousness, yes, that thing looks amazing. I mean, all six of them look amazing. No, four <laughs> is it four? Oh, I thought there it's were six. Um, it's four. It's for it's fifty bucks. With four games in each of them. Yeah. And they're like little. They're like, little. isn't it like an inch screen? Yeah. Inch like, and a half or something like that? Like, I don't even. Like, yeah. I think that's probably the only way they can get a Game Gear to not blow through batteries. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, I. But yeah, they honestly, like, Nintendo could do that with Game, game Boy Advance. Uh, just hopefully make it bigger than an inch screen. <laughs> yes. As for the trademark thing, I think it's more than that. I mean, F-Zero's and, and Turtle, they're, they're their IP, and they want to protect their IP. Sure. And they, want, they obviously want to keep control of that, because if they, like, if they let the F-Zero key, you know, IP lap, someone's going to take that name. Now, they can't take, like, Captain Falcon and, 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 and you know, all the, the characters from that, Bloodhawk, and, and uh, so what they would do is they would still use that name. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo doesn't want that. Right. Right. So they are going to continuously hold on to any IP they own yeah, naturally. For sure. 
<laughs> Dave mentions that and I totally forgot about that. There's one of the game gears that's very RPG heavy and they put they put that on there. Like the, all that text. Like the, the little bitty text. And then and they aren't they having like a a magnifying glass attachment for it? You're like But only if you like pre-order all four of them or something <laughs> like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so hopefully if if Nintendo does a Game Boy classic, they'll do it better than that. And I, I have confidence that they will, but uh, but that's that's quite something. And then they also are are debuting some something with with uh, arcades and be able to do it at home. It's like a yeah. cloud based system that they're calling something like what are they calling it? like smog or I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. It's it some basically a cloud based thing that you can play arcade games at home, um, which I think will only be kind of cool. It'd be different if you had an actual arcade system at home. That'd be nice. Yeah. But but uh, yeah. Um, you know, you know why you know why the Game Gear Micro is like this, and if Nintendo does a Game Boy Micro, it's or they did a Game Boy Micro, but it, they do like a Game Boy Classic. Um, why it's going to be much bigger? Because Sega does what Nintendo don't. Ah, not go down that road. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, speak. You you spoke of the ambassador program for uh, for the 3DS, and and I forgot. Yeah. This is in our notes. I want to at least acknowledge the fact if if you have. Um, if you've been on YouTube at all the last several days, um, you've seen this because uh, because beat em ups has been on the, the trending page. Um, I think he was up to number three, four or something like that. I don't know. Um, in, in the middle of this. So um, Wood from from the beat em ups uh, channel on YouTube. Um, great guy. Does great Nintendo focused videos and has for a while. Uh, got an email about being dropped from the Nintendo ambassador program and they didn't really give him a reason why he he made a couple of videos about it and since then other people have have chimed in um as well and, and had some stuff to say about it um rgt85 said some stuff some people from spawn wave and different people like that have kind of now chimed in and and everything and we've never i just wanted to kind of just make a very quick statement there's not a whole lot to say from from our point of view um but just say that, that we've never been a part of that nintendo ambassador program um but uh but we will say that like it is sometimes like i get what they're saying when they say working with nintendo and specifically golan working with their their pr company has been interesting over the years and we've experienced not being a part of the ambassador program but being on the press side of things uh experienced some some things that they have too so um you know some you know sometimes it's a revolving door of people there and we have different contacts and and stuff so um more than anything else you know it's it's we want to just acknowledge it, I guess. Um, there's not a whole lot to say, like I said, about it, but um, but just that, uh, yeah, I, we kind of get a little bit of, of what they're talking about um, from our experience, from the press side of things. Barry, anything to, to say about that? Uh, I I don't I can't read Nintendo anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you would take anybody who puts out consistent content good content, enjoyable content that is promoting you and, you know, isn't asking for a dime for you and say, no, goodbye. Why? What? No, that's free advertising. Yeah. Free advertising. And you're making people happy. Nope. Bad things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird for sure. But, um, Yeah. We we've given up, as Barry said, we've we've given up trying to understand and to know a long, long time ago. So, 
but it makes for some good discussion. Uh, so that's that's what we do here. We don't try to understand them. We just talk about it and maybe make some sense out of everything. Uh, so before we before we move on, I do want to thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, and just remind you to uh, stay tuned to our social media. If you're not following us there, make sure you do that at Nintendo Fuse on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join our uh, Discord. We would love to carry on that conversation with you. If you haven't subscribed, do that on YouTube. If you haven't uh subscribed on your favorite podcast app, whatever you listen to this on, make sure you do that as well. Um, but uh, let's talk about uh, over the next few weeks um, and, and we'll, let's talk about our gaming first because there's there's some other events going on, kind of uh, get into our next podcast episode and things like that. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about the games that are coming out over the next uh, couple of weeks that we're excited about. And uh, very honestly, um, there's not a whole lot on that list that I was looking at. Normally, I think we uh, we have all this big news from E3, but uh, we don't really have a whole lot coming out over the next couple of weeks. The big one that, that stood out to me was Burnout, Burnout Paradise, which is another remake. Add that to the list. Um, it's coming out on June 19th. Um, I don't know. Any, anything really that, that, you're, that you know about that you're you're excited about over the next couple weeks honestly not really and that's that's sad because you know this is this is the time of year like yeah the first half of the year is usually a slower time for nintendo okay i get that but we're we're now on the second half of the year this is where things are supposed to start brewing up and i know you know we we usually expect like one big game a month we're not getting that we're gonna you know, this this month, you know, Clubhouse Games is, is our one game, and it's out already. I don't mm-hmm. know if that counts as a big game. And then next month, we have Paper Mario. But that's all we know. And everything, you know, I'm looking at, as you're scrolling through, I'm, I'm looking, and it's just, you know, the Burnout Paradise is there, and the, the Railway Empire. Uh, I think the developer SpongeBob SquarePants um, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Oh, another <laughs> Another remake. remake. <laughs> um, that one I know a lot of people are excited for. I never played the original. I'm not a SpongeBob fan. I didn't grow up with SpongeBob, so yeah. for me it doesn't do anything. But I know a lot of people who are very excited about that game. So yeah. for them, that's great. But again, it's another remake. That's right. this whole year uh, yeah. is just remakes. Can you tell me? Do you know anything about Ninjala and why I feel like it, they've had like three or four releases over the last several weeks? Like. Like what? Is, I don't know. Is this the final release or like what? What, what is going on with that game? Because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I want to tell you. I want to be able to answer that question, <laughs> but I don't know. I know they did their little closed betas and little open betas mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I, I didn't participate in any of them, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, anything else that that you are excited about playing? What, what are you going to be doing over the next couple of weeks if uh, if it's not um, Burnout Paradise? <laughs> Um, my plan is I have to, after I finish Xenoblade, I'm going to be playing a game called Earthworms, which is my next under a dollar challenge Hmm. game. And after that, Clubhouse Games. And from there, I don't know. It's a blank slate. So I I might give Persona 5 Royal a shot. I might start the Yakuza series. Uh, I've heard good things there. I might just go through the switch wall and be like... Let's find something I haven't touched. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. the PS4 wall. Either one, and just be like, let's try one of these series. I might 
you know, go back to a, a DS game or a 3DS game or who knows, you know, pick up the Vita or with Nintendo, with, you know, there's nothing really new coming out that's big. You know, it's time to go into the backlog. Mm-hmm. There was a, a game that came out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. It was last week called Maneater where you play as a shark. So I got that. That sounds kind of interesting. So I might give that a shot. Who knows? Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I, there's not a whole lot, you know, as, as well. Um, you know, Barry, you might get, you might get some news from me sometime soon because yes. of all this, you know, like, Oh my gosh, Steve's actually going to finish Torna. Who knows? You, you need to, Oh my God, <laughs> you need to play them. They're so good. Like I said, I don't care. Like if you want to play it on like casual mode and just go through, you don't have to do all the side quests. You know, you could just enjoy the story, but you need to experience it. You really do. Like, if you love good stories and you love Nintendo stuff, you're doing yourself a disservice, especially now. They made things so easy. There's a GPS in in Xenoblade 1 that literally tells you, here's where to go, and it shows (laughs) you the fastest route there. Yeah. I think they they had that in X as well. Speaking of which, so so I've said before, I, I have and have played X before. I'm far from completing it. Um, but I, having X and having Torna, like, do you recommend Xenoblade one or two over X or should I just go back and finish X instead? No, uh, X is about the exploration and it's fantastic for that. It's story is its weakest element. Hmm. Xeno one and Xeno two, this story is the strongest element. And especially like when you finish Torna, you will want to go to two. Like, Torna leaves off in a way that you're just like, that can't be the end of the story. Because Torna, Torna's end doesn't actually end where Xeno starts, or Xeno 2 starts. There is a time period in between the two, mm-hmm. and you see what happens in that time period by flashbacks in two. Okay. So it's interesting. You, you play through Torna, you know that story, you know Jin's story, and you, you know Adam's story. And you're like, okay, this is cool, but what the hell? Where is this going from here? Because it ends in a certain way that makes you want to see what happens. And if you've already played Xeno 2, you know where it goes. But if you haven't, that's a great time to pick up Xeno 2. And you don't have to go crazy. You don't need to go get all the blades and do all the gotcha systems 100%, get what you get. Um, But there's just so much to that in terms of open world exploration and story and adventure that you're honestly doing yourself a disservice not enjoying it. And yes, it does. I will say Xeno 2 starts off slow. Xeno 1 like gets right into the action. Xeno 2 starts off slow. Chapter 1 is slow. Into Chapter 2, once you you know find Pyra, because you don't start with Pyra. Once you, start, once you find Pyra, it picks up, huh. and then it never stops. Okay, okay. If you were to rank them, I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right. Which, which, which? What ranking would you give all all the Xenoblade games? Uh, I have to put one and two tied for first. They're That's what I'm ten. looking for. I want to know which one's the better and, one. <laughs> and here's the deal: they both have amazing stories. I think two has a better battle system. Um, I think two has like more in terms of content. I feel because it also has DLC stuff. Um, Xeno one has a lot of content still like, you know, I, I put a hundred and 
probably 150 hours or so, 160 hours maybe into Xeno 2. Uh, I just beat Xeno 1 in 70 hours. But I also played it originally, oh, yeah. and I probably put like 100 hours into it originally. Um, so give or take. So those two are definitely up top. Torna is probably number two. Uh, then Future Connect underneath that. And only because those are two smaller games, but great experience. Like I said, I'm 13 hours in the future connected. Mm-hmm. That's insane for a, for a small game, but it is. It's a smaller experience. And then Xeno X is the is the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like Xeno X was my game of the year. So for that to be the bottom says something. You played <laughs> Xeno X. You know it's a great game. Yeah. And yeah. that and it, that's only the worst because of the story. Mm-hmm. The story is not as good. If the story was on the same level, and, and if they somehow can connect them all more, um, it would be even better. But it is. It's very disconnected from the other two. Um, even even though Elma does appear in Xeno 2 through the DLC um, Battle Arena, um, it's still more disconnected. And when when you get to the, the connection between the first two games, it's such a oh-my-God connection. And I want, I'd love to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it. But, but it's, it's also it's one of those connections that is so good and so genius that it makes sense. But you don't miss anything by only playing one of the games, hmm. and that's that takes a lot to do. Yeah, and and that could be because Xeno One was originally just written as a standalone, and then they decided to incorporate. But the way they incorporated it, it works so well, and it 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 answers questions that you might have from Xeno One. And if you play Xeno Two, like you beat Torna, then do Xeno Two, uh, you're gonna get to the point in Xeno Two where you're just like, it's it's not gonna. It's going to make sense in the Xeno 2 storyline, but you're not going to make the same connection to Xeno 1. And then if you play Xeno 1 and you get to that point, which, which I'll be honest with you, the, that point for Xeno 1 is in the ending. That point for Xeno 2 is before the ending, but it's, it's late in the game. Okay. But like, when you get to it, you're like, oh my god, like that makes sense. That's cool. It's so good. I want to talk about it, especially with you. <laughs> you need to play those games. <laughs> so I, uh, that's going to require a lot of time. Uh, but, <laughs> but hey, maybe I actually will have it in the next couple weeks. Nintendo's not giving you anything. Nintendo, games. please play Xenoblade. <laughs> that's what it is. We're not giving you an E3 presentation. We're not giving you any new game until next month. <laughs> you know, Clubhouse Games is a filler game. Uh, just play from the side, but we just gave you Xenoblade Chronicles Remaster. We do or the definitive edition. We gave you Future Connected, a brand new scenario, and you still have two. And and I just uh, you know I have a bunch of mannequins just sitting around my Animal Crossing island, so yes. you know I can't do anything there. <laughs> that was the time to do it. And and here's the thing, like like that whole the relationship thing, like you were talking about in Torna, where you have to do quests to build a relationship. That's in Xenoblade 1 as well, and that's in Xenoblade 2. It's not actually not in Future Connected. There is no mm-hmm. relationship thing in Future Connected. But, um, because it's just smaller. But that's, it's such, like doing the side quest in Xenoblades, are usually quite fun because a lot of them you're doing while doing the main story. Mm. It's like kill five of these, collect these items, but all that you you get in one town, then you need to go to your next objective, and all those enemies are like usually along the path anyway. Nice. So it's like, all right, kill them, gain experience. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably, you know, I don't I don't mind them when it's that kind of approach. I feel like it wasn't like that in, in Torna. There was a little bit of like, oh, I didn't even realize I needed to do that. Like there was no indication about that. Now I got to go back and do all those side quests that I'm, that I, I don't, yeah. I still don't think the, I should, I shouldn't have been allowed to progress that far yes. 
without doing those. What you're talking about, I agree. The nice thing is, A, the maps show markers where quest locations are. Like, if you need to pick up an item, it tells you, it's over here. Just go get it. Mm -hmm. um, two, you could put a quest as, like, your featured quest mm -hmm. to help you find it. Three, uh, you know, enemies. I'll show you the enemies in the map. These are the enemies you need to kill. Four, there's, there's the teleportation in Xenoblade is so well done. Any landmark, you could just teleport to. Right. On a whim. You could even teleport, like, like, certain ones, like, when you teleport, the enemies respawn. So if it's like kill five of these enemies and there's one right next to the teleport, you can kill it, teleport, kill it, teleport, kill it, teleport, and just do that five times instead of trying to hunt down four more. Oh. And there's no penalty doing things like that. Huh. Okay. Um, hardest quests, I think, in Torna were the ones where you have to do like certain chain attacks hmm. um, between like different blades and stuff. Those I agree with. Like, like oh, make sure you smash down this particular enemy right. and stuff. Those gave me a little bit more of a, a difficulty in Xeno Two Torna. There's also um, some that they require finding certain things that I that I just have to like. The only way I've been able to find actually find them is looking for for guides online. And I'm like, um, I don't really like. It would been if I didn't go to a guide online, it would have taken me forever to find those certain things. You know what? It's worth if that's what you have to do to finish Torna. It's worth doing to finish because you're right at the end of the game. Right. You're yeah. literally at the end yeah. of Torna. Yeah. So you probably only have to do a, like maybe 10 quests and you're done. Because I think there's only 50 quests in the game. Or, Something or so. like that. Yeah. It's it's not a whole lot, but I just got tired and I quit. <laughs> Now's the time. Go back. Plus, you know, doing the quest will re, re get you in on the, the battle system. Like you'll relearn it kind of deal. Yeah. And then you go in and that, that final is just a rush. Yeah. That final part is just a rush of a period. Cool. It's just bang, 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 bang. Awesome. Nice. Excitement action. Nice. So, Barry, we're going to hit 200 episodes in a couple yes. weeks. Yes, holy crap. That's, weeks. that's crazy. June 23rd, 200th episode. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of E3 stuff to talk about uh, during our 200th episode. But there are some events. I want to, to quickly highlight uh, some different things that are going on. Um, and, and we've talked about this before, but Vooks uh, has a, um, a big rundown of a lot of these things that are happening uh, in place of E3 this year. So, or some of these are in addition to what E3 was going to be. Uh, but of course, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest is kind of happening all summer. So there's, that's kind of a, a organic thing. A lot of different uh, videos are going to be posted um, under the Summer Games Fest banner. Um, there's also the the Gorilla Collective. Ubisoft is having an event on the 13th. Um, Ubisoft Forward. Um, there's the Future Games Show that's going to be happening on June 14th as well. Um, EA is going to have an event. So EA Play is going to be on June 19th. Um, we have the the New Games Plus episode, uh, Expo that we, we talked about that in our last epi uh, episode. Um, so that's going to be, I think, is that the day of our the day of day of our next uh, podcast? So that's going to be going on. Um, there's also the the Indie Live Expo, and th that just happened. I think um, I think it just happened. So it's it's now available. You can watch it online. So there, we're going to have some some news to talk about. Um, over the or in our next podcast for sure, and and hopefully um, it kind of fills some some of the void. It's not going to be the same as E three, but and hopefully it we don't have a date yet. But don't forget about uh, Limited Run is going to be doing mm -hmm. one as well with with new announcements for digital games going physical for the Switch. Cool. Uh, 
Last last year they did like Blaster Master Zero, and I don't know if you saw they have a Blaster Master Zero one and two pack coming physical now ah. up for pre order. And if you're a fan of those games, I got like the little figures for the tanks and everything. It's really awesome. That's really cool. Nice. Nice. So yeah, so well, there, there's some things going on. Um, if you find out something that you're excited about, make sure you let us know uh, about that in our Discord um, server as well. We would love to, yeah, talk about all these games and that are being announced, all the different events and stuff. Um, we'll chat about that like live, basically, in, in there in, in the Discord. Um, but then kind of bring all those discussions to our podcast uh, on the 23rd. So hopefully, Greg will have power by then and uh, yes. can join in by. By yeah, by the twenty third, maybe maybe Hassan to join us for our two hundredth episode. It's crazy, like I think two hundred, but uh, we'll look back on on the two hundred episodes in a couple weeks. Be sure to join us on June twenty third, um, and invite other people to join you as well. Um, be great if you've if you're listening to this after the fact or you're watching it after the fact and you never joined us live. Uh, I would encourage you to to do that um, at least for the two hundredth episode. Um, let's pack the chat and, uh, and, and just talk about all the stuff together. It's so great to interact, um, with you guys in the chat room. Like we, we love talking to each other, but it's so cool to, to have you guys join in the conversation, uh, in the live chat. It just, uh, makes that conversation even more dynamic. And, and it's so cool to hearing, um, we talked about perspectives earlier. It's great to hear, you know, people from different perspectives and, and their take on all this, the gaming news and, and all that stuff too. So Again, if you haven't joined us live, be sure to do that for June 23rd, our 200th episode. Barry, we're going to be 200 episodes old. Does that, does that make you feel yeah. old? <clears throat> it, it made me feel old the, 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 once we hit that point where where I've been on more than half of the episodes. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, because I, I didn't join at the beginning. I joined later. And I was like, all right, now I've been on more than half the episodes. Now I feel old. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've been here for I not all 200 episodes because I've had to miss I had to miss a couple here and there. But it's I, I think it's been probably around 190 of the 200 episodes that I've been here. So that's that's just insane. But nobody's been on all of the episodes. Nobody's been possible. on it. Even Hudson's not miss, made them all. So not not possible. But uh, but honestly, like we do this because it's fun and everything. But but we're here still 200 episodes later because of you guys, our, our audience, our listeners, our community. And so um, thank you guys so much for all this. And again, if you haven't joined us on social media, our discord, we'd love to keep that community growing. If you know other people that enjoy Nintendo, enjoy video games, uh, be sure to invite them as well. We would love to keep growing this community. Um, I, I think I know we're biased, but I think it's one of the best gaming communities out there. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you guys join as well and uh, have your, your gaming friends also join. But uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks for episode 200. Barry, it's been great. It's always a pleasure, Steve. Now play some Xenoblade. <laughs> Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>